Podcast. Uh, I shall be a host for this evening. My name is Warren, and uh, we have a couple of people. We have a couple of a couple of guys hanging out, but we're kind of getting back into it and trying to record all this awesomeness coming from this summer, leading into this pretty hopefully eventful fall. So we hopefully have a chance to kind of talk about that. On my left, I have the uh, one and only Mr. Mike. How's it going, Mike? Yo, what's happening, dudes? Uh, how's it going, Mike? What's it been up to? <coughs> oh, nothing. Uh, just hanging out, having fun. With everyone, uh, I'm a dude. She's She's a dude. dude. She's a dude. Because we're all dudes. Yeah, yeah. It's how it's how how it goes. Um, Right now, I guess I'll jump in. I'll see your thunder. Uh, uh, I'm drinking some the Sam Adams uh, Summer Festival, if you will. Um, It's pretty sweet. I'm having their downtime pilsner right now, which is (laughs) fairly crisp. It's a little bit crisper than I would like, but I got a porch rocker on deck, so I'm pretty excited about that. There you go. And on his left, we have the Jesse. What's going on, Jesse? Hey, buds. How you been, man? <coughs> I'm doing okay, doing okay. Haven't seen you in about a week or so. What you been watching? What uh, you drinking? What, have I, uh, what I'm drinking, I'm drinking my, this is my go-to for like always. Uh, it's a Harpoon Take 5. There you go. I, I drink these on the regular. Um, what have I been watching? Not a whole lot. To be honest, I, I kept caught up on Stranger Things, and that's really all I've been watching in terms of movies and things like that. I was told that I like needed to watch Stranger th- Things, and it's the only thing I watched yeah. since we last yeah, did this pod. Like you know, since yeah. we did the uh, Star Trek one, I finally saw Star Trek the night we get recorded. Oh, wow! But well, I mean, do you want to weigh in? Because I know Star Trek was our. Uh, Last episode that we talked about. So, what are your couple of feelings, kind of thoughts eh, on that one? Here? It was okay. It was fun in theaters. There's a lot of huge plot holes that kind of bothered me. Did you ever post the video of him coming and ranting about it? <laughs> Jesse rolls in about like. Oh, that was on, that was on. Uh, I did that on uh, Snapchat. <laughs> I got about a half hour, forty five minutes after we ended this thing. And uh, what a couple cocktails in, and yeah, just yeah. and just lays into Star Trek for like five minutes straight of monologue. Yeah, it was glorious. I mean, you could take snippets from that, I guess, if if, if you got it. No, nah, we didn't. That was not recorded. <laughs> no, it's, okay, it's yeah. gone forever. But uh, I mean, it was just one of those things in which I'm glad that somebody has a chance to come in and kind of defend my stance in the movie of it wasn't that good. So thank you, Jesse, because yeah. you had these two it, guys. I, over the movie. I, I kind of liked it in theaters, but at the same time, there's just so much in there that I was just like, that doesn't make it... Like, once you start bringing in, like, teleporter technology, plus hologram technology, plus, like, a lot of things that they use in there, you're kind of like, well, why didn't they just fucking use that 20 minutes ago and it would have saved them all this time? Uh, anything else? No. That's, that's really bad. Josh, what you got? Uh, what I'm drinking, I'm drinking a Gansett Shandy right now. Yeah, you are. Warren. Uh, I've been watching, um, 
Stranger Things with these guys. Uh, I've also, we watched Suicide Squad. And then the other thing that I did want to mention in this, just briefly, was uh, it won Movie of the Year last year, right? <clears throat> Spotlight. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was like, I went into it and I, I had no idea what it was about. Like, hadn't watched a trailer, hadn't seen anything about it. I was yes. like, okay, this is cool. I'll just turn it on. And at first, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, they started introducing the news team, and I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. And then once they dive into the actual plot of the movie, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And it just gets more and more intense from there. And even the way it finished was just... I don't want to give any spoilers about the movie, but that was definitely a worthwhile watch. That <clears throat> washed the bad taste out of my mouth after Suicide Squad. So. <laughs> um, I know Spotlight is currently on um, Netflix, so mm-hmm. I know that everybody has an account, and I know we're going to talk about you know Stranger Things. Please go out and watch that movie. I recently also watched it within the last maybe couple days, and that's part of, part of what my, my movies of uh, what I've been watching. And uh, also went in there completely blind. The only thing I knew about that movie was it's about something to do with Boston. That's it. And I had a lot of friends from Florida ask me if I've seen this movie. I didn't even so, know that. Well, I started that, watching that, I was like, oh, yeah. sweet, I know where all these places are. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was really interesting of that. And then it just kind of it hits you in waves and just kind of keeps going. So it was I was hooked from near the beginning of the movie. And the acting in it is great. There's a lot of kind of high-profile actors and actresses that aren't like overshined or it's not like hey I have my time to shine it was like a really an ensemble sort of event um, I was real surprised by that yeah oh, like, and, and Michael Keaton was in it yeah so it's funny Keaton. oh I just realized Michael Keaton was in that one and Bernie and in the best pictures of the last yeah. two years but he didn't get a nomination for this one because it's more of an ensemble piece I can't yeah. think there's probably not one person that stands out more than the other in this movie yeah. I shall be your host this evening of course and I am currently drinking the old fashioned uh, Narragansett Del Shandy there we go uh, I also have been watching, um, I actually went out a chance to go back and watch um, much of the same along the lines of Spotlight, but Room, which is on Amazon uh, Instant Video for all the Prime members. <clears throat> go watch that movie. That movie, arguably, may be better than Spotlight. I'm not sure just yet, but the cast is so small. Very, very small, but it's a very simple sort of um, plot that's complex in a, in a lot of different areas, and... Uh, and it's really tough because, you, like, I don't know if anybody knows much of the story, but I thought for sure that the biggest kind of plot was going to be just the fact that they talk about this kind of room, but that's, that's not even close of all the other issues that it kind of brings up. So and that's a really, really strong movie and another woman who's going to be a superhero. And I think that's kind of funny that I think about that. But uh, definitely go check that movie out and um, feel free to kind of tweet us up, tweet us about it because I do want to talk about it. Not many people have seen that movie since the uh, it came out in theaters and... It's kind of like was kind of on the hush hush, but it got a lot of awards. And, and talk talking about like alternative like streaming websites, <coughs> uh, like Amazon Prime's Amazon, but I wouldn't say it's like up there with Netflix. Um, what's it called? Hulu. Do you guys read the story about Hulu today? Mm-hmm. They're ending their free service. What? They're yeah, completely, completely gonna be a uh, like a pay for subscription service. So like Netflix. they're getting rid of all their ads. <coughs> Uh, I don't know. I didn't actually read too much into it. I just know that they are in you know the next couple months going to phase out the free service. Well, there's there's still ads in Hulu paid service. Right, yep. right. So you can have you Hulu have to get the paid, upgrade. and then you can have the oh, okay. Hulu service. Yeah, because I know that my my the, that's right. The yeah, Hulu I service. I've only been pay- I've just been paying for the no commercials for so long now that I forgot they had them. Oh, it must be nice. I will pay the seven dollars 
for my time back. All right? <laughs> to, you know, to be fair, <laughs> it's five dollars, right? It's, it's twelve, it's like twelve bucks for no commercials, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I pay the same. Whatever it is for Netflix, I pay the same for Hulu. They're the same price, I even though that. Netflix price went up. Well, my price has still been the same because I've always paid like the higher end to get it on multiple TVs and the um, 4K quality. So mm-hmm. I've already been paying the thirteen dollars. I, I truthfully have not gone to Hulu in probably two years because I I, I only I only watch a couple shows and so I'll just uh, DVR them and then I just fast forward through the commercials. But you pay for cable. Yeah. I do pay for cable, we but yeah, but I yeah, but I'm just saying even the free tier of Hulu, which is funny because like it was one of those hmm. Okay, like seeing that they were ending their free service because I just haven't even used the free service yeah. in forever. I mean, I, I may go, I may go back and pick it up because the only show that I was watching on there was Brooklyn Nine Nine and The Last Man on Earth. Those are the only two shows that it was really difficult to get anywhere else. Um, but they have been kind of ramping up their movie selection too, and it's nice to find like documentaries and a lot of indie stuff. Um, just like I've been like going deep, deep, deep into Netflix, and I'll go through a couple of lists of the things I've been watching, but. Uh, um, it's been interesting to just just kind of see some stuff too. It's funny. I, I pretty much get all my documentaries from uh, either like Vimeo, Daily Motion, not Vimeo, uh, Vidmo or whatever, Daily Motion or YouTube. <clears throat> I like I, I you know watch a bunch of them, but they're all usually Reddit links or just like yeah. recommended YouTube. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, so even that it, it's just it was interesting that Hulu's ending that. I wonder if they'll they'll actually make a step up. Start competing with Netflix now. I mean, I think they've been trying to. At least they have more of the grasp of the hold of all the TV. I would say. Oh, I also watch a lot about Marvel, Marvel Agent of Shield on that. So that's how I was able to watch it all. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so they definitely have a leg up on Netflix because Netflix still takes some time to get some stuff. You would say Hulu's doing better than Netflix in, t- in TV. Oh purposes. yeah, that's yeah. What Apparently, um, because so, I get TV the next day, yeah, so yeah. like. The only thing I use it for is the Daily Show and the Nightly Show and yeah. other, like, random shows scattered throughout. Or the fact that they don't ask you every three episodes if you're still watching it. I'm in bed all day. <laughs> I just want to watch my show in peace, Netflix. <laughs> Nothing stopped doing that for me. Which is yeah, I was going to say, I never got interrupted it once, and I marathon Stranger Days in eight Every hours. three episodes, unless you tell me how to do it. Or Stranger Things. Oh, I wonder. Hey, let's bring this up. Is it the device that you're using? So what device do you use to watch Netflix? Most of the time I watch it on my Xbox. I do it on my laptop. I do it on Apple TV. Mine's on Smart TV. Yeah, I don't get those things. It just keeps going. I it mean, literally Hulu. keeps going to the point where Hulu I wake up going. the next morning and it's still... It's I, like I three or four seasons. I did get on my laptop, but I never once got asked watching Stranger Things. I, you know, it's, it, I have a weird relationship, and I think I this like is probably it's also. But Stranger Things, those episodes are hour long. Did you ever pause at any point? Well, it makes me wonder too, because I know you know how at the end of Netflix episodes, it has a little square where it shows you the next episode. I would manually click that to skip over that. The yeah, that's probably will, why. I'm wondering if that, yeah. that's that why. It yeah. I, if I don't <laughs> touch anything for three episodes, it'll ask you. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Mine didn't. I binge watched the rest of this was the six episodes, and I did not get asked once. Maybe it's a short enough. Huh. I also six. watch a lot of these anime things and I fall asleep <laughs> on them and I wake up and it's on like the second season I'm like crap <laughs> and it, it literally plays through I'm like oh whatever I, so, so I have this weird thing when something's that good like Game of Thrones uh, maybe one of my favorite shows of all time The Inbetweeners and then now Stranger Things um, that if a show's so good and I know I only have a set like limited amount of episodes I will purposely like stop myself and not binge it 
unless I'm in a binge mode like the, the Marvel Netflix shows, um, just so I can kind of extend the amount of, like, fulfillment I get out of the show, um, just because, like, Stranger Things was amazing, and I kind of wanted that to go over, like, a whole week worth of content. On that note, do you want to segue into that? Oh, that's what I was doing. Ah, that was clever. Booyah! Yeah. Booyah! <laughs> you, you just you just ruined the natural did, natural I mean, segue. Yeah. <laughs> or I just pointed out your cleverness. Uh, I can point out my own cleverness. Right. Can you? Can you? No, I don't know. I don't know if you're clever. that clever. I'm not that <laughs> clever. <laughs> um, kind of starting on. Uh, I'll start off with it. It was amazing. Go watch that show. Um, where where is it? And where can you watch it? Where, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's eight episodes, as Josh was saying, on all under an hour. You can literally binge watch this in. Less than a work day. Um, no. Again. No, it's a little bit more than eight hours. Well, it's eight episodes and they're and all like 52 minutes. Yeah, they're all 52. There, there, there's, one, there's a couple that are a little bit longer. Oh, whatever. It, it averages out. Warren. Hey. Um, anyways, so can't sing enough praises for this. It's somehow takes like the concept of the show is like a Stephen King 80s movie just... Like, it has all of those tropes and somehow does not feel campy. Like, a lot of these throwback-type movies, um, like, they just feel like they're either forced or they're trying to take a, a funny, less serious version of, of, like, what these things are. And it was very, like, by-the-books uh, 80s film that was made to look like that, but it also felt somehow fresh. It was, it was weird. It's, it's a mind-blowing concept. I, I don't think I've seen anything quite like it, where it felt period-specific, but also like it was made this year. Um, I think also, the biggest thing none that... none of them are over an hour. <clears throat> They're 41 to 58 minutes. 58 minutes is over an hour? What? Uh, I thought it was the... No, that's true if you're on California time. <laughs> that's so... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, John. So, yes, you can get it in a little bit under a work day. Might be. Might be. Um, but I think the biggest thing that uh, you, it took a very this wasn't a new concept, right? It took a very old, a very we've seen this concept multiple times, sort of thing. So it's not like that was kind of new. Um, but I think the most interesting thing for me is that you have a chance to kind of really delve into a lot of these di- different characters and the way that they just set it up with was oh, there's a mystery on top of a mystery on top of a mystery. So they took this regular concept and put it in so many different levels that we're trying to unravel and figure out the story while everybody else that now we've been kind of kind of kind of awesome kind of caring about and we're learning about these new people simultaneously. So it was like this huge thing in which case we're just learning about everything together while learning about these different levels of mystery. And that's what I think it was so interesting to me because I didn't want to like go ahead of like, oh, I can try to figure this out before them. No, I want to be along for the ride to try to figure out to see if they'll know too. It was a small enough cast. I think you raise a good point where like, <clears throat> like I personally don't really care about love stories too much. And even like uh, Mike's sister was like entertaining at the end. Like the way that whole storyline re- resolved itself was entertaining. That even in like the first couple episodes, I was sitting there, I was like, oh, I don't care, this is a teen romance, like, trope, and, like, whatever. But the way that it came around, I was like, oh, she's actually an interesting character. Her yeah. relationships with, like, the, the two guys were interesting. And, like, I don't know, I thought it was, like, you cared about every single character that was in that show. It's true. Every single character I actually got invested in. Right. I, it was one of the reasons I loved it. Was there wasn't a single, except for the start, like you said, with the girlfriend, where you're kind of like, 
or the the sister, where you're kind of like, I don't know. But even that, like by the end, I wanted to know what happened to every character. I mean, the the I thought the maybe it was fast, but one of the better character arcs. Just speaking of a dynamic character, (coughs) was the boyfriend. We're doing spoilers for this, right? Uh, yes, we All right, can. pause right here. If you haven't seen this show, go watch it. Literally, less than a work day. Call sick tomorrow. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Money is not a thing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so, and go watch this thing. Because um, we're going to do spoilers on it right now. But uh, the, spo- the spoiler thing is, at the end when they're in the, the house, and... Um, Be more specific. Was it John and then Nancy were in the house trying to like capture the the monster? Yes. And so, and then the the boyfriend, Steve, Steve Steve. comes over and like him leaving, dude, when he comes in and swings the bat, you were just like, like, cause he is the classic 80s douchebag. Yes. He is the dude the entire show you are rooting against and hate on. But he gets that one redeeming point where he like walks up to like scrub off the sign that his friends were the ones that sprayed it. It wasn't him. But that's that's the thing. That was the turning point is that he starts to become a redeemable character. Right. And that's what I'm saying that he has, he has an actual interesting arc. Like a lot of the other people have kind of one dimensional arcs and they're still cool, but like he kind of comes around and does a 180 on everything. I really like the fact that they, broke down those both archetypes and those stereotypes from both Nancy and Steve's character because we like off the bat in the first few episodes we knew that okay well Nancy is a good they even said this so you're just a good at two shoes who wants to rebel and John calls her out on this shit too that was probably like episode <coughs> four or five but you're you're a good at two shoes you're rebelling for no reason you don't know what you're necessarily doing where Steve is this jock kid who's bullying a couple other people and just thinks that he's actually kind of cool and they both flip those two with his head because Nancy becomes a badass and yeah. was like well I, I'm doing this because I actually care for like my brother and this is not because I'm rebelling but this is just who she is and Steve having the redeeming qualities and coming back like standing up against his actual friends getting beat up and like knowing that like violence isn't the answer cleaning off the paint and then finally coming and helping with the monster those were two great great points I'm like oh I'm really glad that actually kind of came back because it was really nice to see that in the actual show that was actually one of my criticisms I could never figure out why Nancy wanted to do that like what was her motivation for actually wanting to like go into the netherworld to go catch a friend friend. oh yeah remember yeah 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 Yeah. it's it's because I was thinking about that that was good it was good and I that that sucks that I was really one of my criticisms. I'm saving that for criticism. Okay. Is there's there's some weird things. That's right. Yeah. Uh, But I real quick that uh, Nancy played by Natalia Dyer was really cute. What a fox. Yeah. I don't know. She's nineteen. Yeah. There we go. She was (laughs) she was cute. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She was real cute. For all of our listeners out there, we are all. I'd say a little bit over 18. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> we, we won't go with specifics, but um, they just made characters that you actually really care about. Um, I think my biggest win besides characters was, it was weird, it was a production thing, it was the lighting. Um, I think that this movie adequately... TV show? What? TV show. TV show uh, adequately captured... Like, the whole dichotomy of darkness versus light. Like, they, in their darkest scenes, like, the entire backdrop was pitch black. Um, and nothing's, I think nothing uh, shadows, uh, overshadows more than when Eleven was in, like, the upside-down world. 
And there was literally, you know, there's a spotlight probably two feet above the camera angle, just beaming down on her in a pitch black, you know, soundstage. Uh, I think that they captured that so amazingly that there was this, you could always see everything that was going on in the actors or actresses' faces, but still maintain the air of mystery on like what environment they're in and what they're dealing with surrounding them. What I think DC does horribly in the fact that they try and make everything so monochromatic that in the end they end up blacking out a lot of everything because their backgrounds are, are dark and gray and you can't really see and connect with the actors and actresses on screen. Uh, my, you know, speaking of this, I think Game of Thrones actually does this badly too where they have dark scenes yeah. where you can't see anything because it's in a poorly lit castle dungeon but it also kind of fits for Game of Thrones and they have, you know, other scenes that don't that work that way. I mean, Game of Thrones, it makes <laughs> sense of you're not meant to see the stuff. Like, I right. think it makes sense in Game of Thrones. You're not meant to see stuff. And it's only a, it's only a couple scenes. It's just it's more just like set design. But I, again, I thought I think the lighting in Stranger Things, hidden little thing, but like I think it was perfect. It, it was perfect. Uh, my other point, my positive would be just the casting in general. Winona Ryder was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, David Harbour as uh, Chief Hopper. He was probably the best actor in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was. He, was, he, was he might be second best to me. Second best behind Eleven. Eleven, Eleven was. was she she hit every point that she needed to, and it, which was incredible because she's a child actor. Yeah, she's like ten, right? Yeah. We know about child actors; they can act. Fuck you, Tyson. You're terrible. <laughs> but Please she killed it. <laughs> she killed it. Uh, David Harbour killed it for me. Winona Ryder was amazing. And even all the little kids. Like, yeah. all of them. All of them did a solid job, but those three in particular for me. Yeah. Just, they were perfect casting choices. You, you can't really think, like, it's amazing with child actors that you, like, it wasn't even averagely acted. It was, it was like, exceptional. It was still very impressive. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it doesn't matter how old they were. It was right, right, right. And then when you add the age factor in it, it makes it... One of, um, one of the things that I did like about this was the fact that um, you have this scenario in which case a lot of people have a lot of different pieces of information. And I was sitting there, at least for the first few episodes, and I was like, why don't you just tell them? Why don't you guys just all talk and you can figure out the solution together? Well, so Hopper had well Hopper had some information. Jonathan had some information. Winona Ryder's character had I can't remember her name. Um, she had some information, um, and then Nancy found us some more information as well. And then um, the kid with eleven, his name was Will. No, Will Mike. Mike. He also had some information. So you had these small groups that all have certain pieces of information, they all were not talking to each other. But, but that brought up some of the best parts. Like, well, one of the best parts of the show oh, is when oh, this is Hopper not a, comes in and it's like, you were right. And yeah. Winona's Wider's character. Yeah. Well, this is, this is the positive. This like, is what I liked about it. Because one of my first things that I was thinking about is, why don't you guys just talk to each other? And there was reasons why they didn't talk, those people didn't talk to each other at the time. Especially when Jonathan and Nancy found out that the monster was real and never told um, her, his mom. Until a point where it comes up and he's like, yeah, I should have I should have told you. I'm, I'm sorry. <coughs> that makes those moments awesome. And that's that's why I was I kept watching the show of that's very interesting. that There was something in between at one point. He doesn't want his mom to go too crazy because he knows that if his mom was he I'm not sure if my mom's going crazy or not. I don't know who to believe. I mean, I love her. But at the same time, like she's talking a lot of stuff. that doesn't make any sense. 
then I end up seeing this, uh, seeing this uh, being with this other uh, woman or this other girl who has no face and she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Well, what am I supposed to, should I just kill it so that my mom can necessarily not kind of go back to normal or should I tell her and then she's going to be even more crazy and it's going to even blow up? Like that's the stuff that I was kind of thinking about and that makes it a little bit more kind of realistic of the actual events of what's happening because if you, if you know at least some information and you care about this other person, you're probably not going to share that information with them because they're only going to push them over the edge but they're already close to it. Well, and so there's, there's other two big things. <laughs> they made it very anachromatic. And that they didn't have cell phones. They don't. They, it's the '80s. They don't have beepers or pagers or whatever. So there's no realistic way to actually share that information. And they definitely played that up. The other thing was that uh, it was what four days tops that the whole story takes. They said five days. Was, yeah. <laughs> In like the second to last episode, they mentioned it was five days. Five, yeah, yeah. So it, it like literally, there's not enough time for these people to even bump into each other to share this information, which I think again it covered any of those potholes of just like, hey, this stuff's happening. Please. Oh, you know stuff? All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm putting my, my hand to my like face like a phone, and that doesn't exist. Yeah. The walkie-talkie's dead. Yeah, they hit the walkie-talkie's as their But <laughs> they, I like the way that they used it because it was always there, but depending on like what you got and the, the static and being out of range, they used that pretty pretty interesting way of, hey, this is something that can kind of sort of kind of break um, down, like, the things that we've been setting up. At the same time, like, there's a range to it, and you have to be in a certain range for it, so that was interesting. Yeah. Criticisms? I think mm-hmm. Jesse, Jesse had one. What's up? I have one. So, I'm actually going to reference uh, Lost World for a se- or uh, Jurassic World for a second. Oh, man. Because I, I can't figure out what the term is or how I would call this, but it's like cinematic justice. Where, remember the secretary from Lost World and how she gets brutally murdered by, like, four or five... Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Okay. Sorry, Jurassic World. <laughs> I was like, I don't I remember the secretary that was supposed to be taking care of the kids. The, the one yes. that's supposed to be taking care yes. of the kids. And she gets, like, eaten by a bird, which then gets swallowed by a shark. And it, like, I think we all at the time said, like, whoa, did she really deserve that? There were so many parts in the show that was, like, my bigger criticism where I was like... I felt like that wasn't justified or or something would happen like for example big one is Barbara the good friend who like was there to help her out she didn't really want to go to the party because like she was only going there because her friend then she cut her hand trying to like open a beer and you feel really sorry for her and then she gets brutally murdered by the monster and I kind of sat there and I was like well was that justified like did, oh absolutely like, like was that but wait wait it happens again <coughs> For example, the guy who lets Eleven in, and he, the chef, who cooks for her, and then he gets shot, and I'm like, oh, well, okay, they're establishing the bad guys are really bad people, but then they never do anything of that caliber bad again. Like, they don't kill the teacher when he explains things to them, or he, or they fucking capture Hopper, and they're like, well, we're, we're gonna let him go because he pinky promised. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, there's, there's so many, like, justice points in it. Where at least with the boyfriend, he gets redeemed. But some things like, like for example, Eleven's dad, or like her papa, gets mauled by the beast. And I'm like, well, really a bad guy. Like, he was trying to be good. He just wasn't good at being good. Well, like, I mean, I think the implication, <laughs> let's work backwards on this. I think the implication that was that the, uh, the papa was um, training her to be a soldier. Right. And so inherently, we're kind of led to believe that 
he was abusing her powers to make a weapon. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the nicest thing to but do to a little kid. Why betray him as somebody who's like, hey, I care about you, like, I'm going to bring you but home. But that was like, good. They they that was the all. only time you see him doing that is around No, her. he does it in some of the flashbacks. Like, he draws with her. And, yeah, like, but it's yeah, only yeah, to yeah. her. He's to, with her. To, to, she, he's trying to I don't even know her. if he was actually her father. <laughs> he's not. I, no, he's not. Again, I feel like if they had betrayed him as more evil, I wouldn't have been so pulled out of it. I, think, he I, thought, he, I thought he was pretty evil. Like, he's... he's he is the reason that he kind of... I think he also looked like... He was the reason why they let this monster out because he was trying to do that. And he pushed her in that way to kind of get that close and kind of get that information inspiring on other people. That that dude, I thought from the beginning, I was like, oh, clearly yeah. he's evil. That's I get that he's actually evil. He's manipulating a little girl. He's trying to get like other like Russian secrets and some information like that. And he's also using a supernatural power to get this... Being that we don't know of for some well, odd reason, the, 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 the creature was unexpected. Because oh, he had that he, great he scene where, that, yeah. where he turns around and just says, "I don't know." Mm. So, but but he's he's I don't know. He's I feel like he always felt deceptive. So I'm not sure where the discrepancy is. Yeah, I'm just again I'm using him as a, a point of like there are so many. Little I understand. Parts. Now again, this is my only really. Well, so the I can't necessarily tell you about the cook, but I think that's inconsequential and. Whatever. Okay. Well, I thought the cook was there. Like him getting brutally murdered as a nice person was establishing how bad the bad. Right, guy and was I think that's I think that's all that is in terms of Barb. That that's not necessarily reflective on her. That's more establishing Nancy's character because when because for all the things you just listed, Barb didn't want to be at the party. She didn't want to be with the that group of people. She didn't want to be around alcohol. She didn't like. She knew what was going to happen with Nancy and, and her boyfriend, and she had no one there, so she was pretty much just like the odd person out. So it really was the fact that Nancy kind of like misused her trust to bring her to a party and then ended up just like sleeping with that dude um, and then basically just abandoned her like lifelong friend and then her lifelong friend, when she gets abandoned, also gets eaten and dies. It's, it's 100% supposed to establish Nancy's character. I thought like it was also supposed to for her turning yeah. back the other way. Exactly. I thought it was also supposed to establish a, a bit of the stakes too, because we knew that this monster, this creature, was out there doing something, but it hasn't killed anyone. It, mm-hmm. it it's just there. Will still alive? At least, at least we know as an audience. Like, okay, cool. Will still alive? And now this is just me forming it a little bit in my head. This was the only, at least so far that we've seen, this is the only person that was by her themselves bleeding in a pool, kind of like a shark. And they mentioned this as a start shark theory of, well, Will wasn't bleeding. He just kind of abducted. He was abducted to maybe necessarily kind of make a new one of him hmm. breeding. Whereas now this is just for food and I'm just going to kind of kill you. And that's kind of like what Game of Thrones says. is like, well, I mean. Well, I think they, they made reference that. to the fact that Will was able to hide for those days. Yeah, oh, but yeah. why was Will taken in the first place? Like, Will wasn't bleeding. He was just by himself riding his bike going home. So... He... So that's what I'm saying. Like, that is something interesting to think of. Why was Will taken and mm. not other people that yeah, were Yeah, that himself. wasn't necessarily explained. But it's it's something interesting to see. Like, what's the difference between those two particular scenarios of Will and Barbara? Well, yeah. also referencing the end, too. Will was the one that they had... Yeah. The thing down in his stomach and then he's popping up. Which like, I'm thinking is something like that's what was like cool. Like Will's already young, kind of breeding thing, and maybe this is how I'll make more of me. Whereas one was already bleeding, 
by herself and I was already hungry. So that's why I think that one was for fee- feeding and one was for the future. And so that's what the other thing I was talking so about, kind of adjusting the point. It adds a little bit more depth to the, the monster. Too. The monster, yeah. And, and also kind of raises the stakes of, oh, so death is a part of this actual sort of show. That's something normal. The other two things that uh, Jesse was mentioning was the fact, the reason why, one, they killed the cook and one, they couldn't kill Hopper. Well, just the importance of that role. The cook didn't know anybody at all. The only witness for that is I saw this little girl or boy, I'm not entirely sure, so we have to dispose of you so that we can clear up that mess. Whereas Hopper was the sheriff of the entire town, and if the sheriff goes missing... Well, they were going to suicide him, though. They were ready to do that. Yeah, I mean, they did, but they they didn't. And they already had bugged him, too, to make sure to see. And when he ended up finding the bug and stuff like that, he figured out more of the story. I also think that he, he kind of... Like, not blackmailed, but like he said, he, he basically volunteered for a suicide mission. I think that's essentially what he did is he said, hey, I think we can we can go to that upside down zone and bring back her son and then find out more about the monster. Mm-hmm. We're going to go in if, as long as you don't kill me. And that, at least to me, is how I rationalized them letting him live, is they had a free subject to send in. Oh, is they had to send in one of their own guys. And that didn't work out for the, well for them in the first place. No, it didn't. But oh yeah, that guy died. They never established that he was killed, though. Oh, the first one? Yeah, the guy who went through in the hazmat suit, like the soldier. Uh, well, him. that thing was wrapped around his. I thought that was a bolt that was wrapped around his waist. It had goo on it. It didn't have blood on it. Fair. I thought it was blood, but yeah. it looked like I paused it and took a good look, and it looked like it was slime. Did yeah. you analyze it? Hmm? Did you analyze it? I, I paused. Cut. Cut to the CSI like montage <laughs> of Jesse in a lab. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Uh, Lasting thoughts of um, Stranger Things? Great. Can't wait for season two. When is season two? What I was going to say is I want to see more. I kind of wanted season two to be separate from this. I like this as like a contained world, and I kind of wish that it was like... uh, Halloween? No. What what do you call it? Well, Halloween's a good example. Halloween Halloween was supposed to be an anthology series. Uh, and that's why Halloween 3 is nothing like the first two. What's the horror series that's out, though? Like, oh, that's like um, Asylum and... Yeah, what's the name of that? Uh, it's American Horror Story. American 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 American. I, that's what I was thinking, is that if it was Stranger, uh, Stranger uh, Things, <laughs> but do it like that, where every single season or, or, is uh, a separate story, self-contained. Well, you do I mean, one in the 60s, be, you do one in the 50s, you do one in the different eras. Now, since I think that creature mean, got out of him. And no, they, they already said that they're going to bring cast. all the cast back. In. What? Yeah, yeah, they already said that. But the uh, spoiler alert. Fuck for Warren. But the uh, yeah, the only person who cares. <laughs> I was hoping it'd be like The Wire, in which case they have the same characters loosely in the same <laughs> no, world. Same it, cast. There's a story. I want to learn more about these fucking characters. To, to be to be fair though, I think that the, I, f- like, half the cast child actors. You're probably not going to get seven or eight child actors that are that good. So I think that they, I think that if they wanted to maintain like the kids going through an adventure type thing, like they probably did the smart thing by keeping this cast together. It so, was, it was really good. Do you Hopefully think they going to change the year? Like now, I'm bummed because this was a really direct direct nice... sequel. Like literally picks up right after where it left off. It's going to be a completely different like. Right? That's that's the thing. Well, I feel like they can't capture that lightning in the bottle. Well, no, no. I, it's going to be hard, but so did, this is the one last thing that I really liked is the the end scene when they're playing... Well, the, the whole... So, Stranger Things, the uh, title card is the same text for Dungeons & Dragons. Um, and so, 
Dungeons and Dragons plays an integral part of the storytelling. It kind of tells the story before the story gets told. Um, the big thing was season one was about the Demogorgon, who ended up being the monster. Um, Damn. So at the very end, they're having that review, like they're like you know they're saying, oh you know ten hours. It was it was it was super meta. It was oh ten hours. That's pretty short. Was in reference to the actual season. Um, and then they say, oh, there's unleft, like, what about these things? And they name the, what was it, the Lost Knight? The Lost Knight, the, brave, the Princess. The Brave Princess in the Cave of Flowers, which could easily be referenced to the Lost Knight is the Sheriff, the Brave Princess is Eleven, and the Cave of Flowers is that weird flower thing that, uh, that Hopper saw when he was in the Upside Down. It looked like a giant egg, kind of. Yeah, it was an alien reference, yeah. essentially. Um, yes. And so, so there's that. And the other thing is that they were they were playing that new Dungeons and Dragons and uh, against a, a Tesla Hydra, and so in the end, very specifically, they said, "All right, you cut off seven of the heads, bring it back to the king, and you've now won." Um, I was reading the as I always do, as I mentioned this last time. I was reading the IMDb like page, and apparently, a Tesla Hydra has eight heads. Hmm. So they cut off seven heads of eight. Um, and as we all know with Hydra from our beloved Marvel movies, uh, cut off one head to grow in its place. So the fact is that that's, I think, a reference to you've killed one monster, but you have a whole world of monsters that you've just cracked the surface on. Yeah. There's a whole, like, like, essentially they, they travel around the upside down world of their town, but now there's a gap bridging the two worlds that there's assumedly an upside-down America and upside-down everywhere else, and that can come pouring out to it. Awesome. And so that's probably what we're going to see in Season 2. Hmm. Quick question before we move on. Do you think there's 10 other children? <laughs> well, Will they shoot the 11th experiment? Yeah, they haven't yeah, even gone yeah. into that at all either. Yeah. yeah. But it was interesting because I know I have to go back and rewatch it. I know I definitely have to, and I definitely will. But I know when Hopper was uncovering all that information inside the library... He was saying that he, there's a lot of information, and I was really glad that they brought the. I was really glad they brought the mom to the picture, but they didn't focus on her too much. But it was something interesting to think of. Oh, so she was at one point kind of human, and what the heck happened there? And was it experiments? Was she born this way? Or well, they they talked. They talked about it. It just skipped a generation. So the CIA was doing experiments on the mom. They didn't know that she was pregnant. None of the experiments worked on the mom, and then but she gave birth, and mm. that's where the experiments worked. So, yeah, so we, we don't, we don't necessarily know, but yeah, I mean, it's a good point. It's like, we don't, we don't know. And it's effective storytelling that yeah. like they said, well, you don't need to know about this because it's not important to what we're seeing right now. But I do want to, I mean, unless they're setting this up like a Game of Thrones thing, in which case I'm not going to get any of my answers until season three or four or how <laughs> many seasons they have. But that's how I think it's going to be. Because even in Game of Thrones, I don't have any of my answers from book one now still so I'm like well okay I guess I have to set the wait but I guess it's fine so I love the show though definitely watch it please watch it tell us about all your views and how awesome it is the main question is is how shitty do all of the other networks have turned them down for Stranger Things feel stupid I, I read somewhere they got turned down like 15 to 20 times Although I heard, a, I read a contrary report that was like that's fairly often. Yeah, I that read, happens. I read I'm too sure that they wildly changed the show <clears throat> over the times they've been like every single time they got turned down, they changed the premise entirely. Can you imagine if this was on HBO though? We would have seen Barbara get eaten. 
No, well, but like, just, I, that, was, that was more effective in the fact that they never they never used the F word. That yeah. I, we didn't like, need it, but it's just something interesting. Y- to think yeah, about. I think I don't think necessarily HBO would have pr- would have done anything. No, I don't think the added gore. I think one of the best parts, episode eight, it was effective. There's so in every time every monster movie, there's always a point where you know what the monster looks like and you come to terms with it and it's no longer scary and that you're you know that's usually around the climax and then you have resolution afterwards that's you know just story down yeah exactly um and so episode 8 you saw the monster were accustomed to looking at it and then it's no longer scary to you so i think that the one of the better parts was you literally didn't know what it kind of looked like until i think episode 6 when 11 sees it eating yeah, because it turns around and that's the first time its head opens up. Right, and that's from, so for most of it, you don't know what it looks like. You don't know how it eats. You don't know how it kills. And it's, it's just a mystery. And I think that's effective storytelling. Sure. I like it. So, we're going to be wrapping up. Um, and then on the next episode, we will be talking about coming the feature. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be um, Suicide Squad. So, uh, again, I have uh, one of my good friends here, uh, Jesse. Ew. Uh, Josh. Good day. And Mike. See you later. Uh, for all of us from Down in Front Podcast, thanks for coming. Uh, feel free to email us at downinfrontpodcast at gmail.com. Live tweets at underscore uh, DIFP. And then lastly, we have a bunch of stuff on t- uh, subreddit at downinfront.reddit.com. Uh, check us out on Stitcher also for everybody who doesn't have an iPhone, which is okay. It's okay. And have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.